Good morning. Today is Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. In our Parsha, this week, the Parsha of Yisro, Yisro, who is the father-in-law of Moshe, comes to visit Moshe and his family and the Jewish people. And as fathers-in-law are wont to do, Yisro sees his son-in-law Moshe at work, and he has some constructive criticism about how Moshe is doing his job. Vayeshev Moshe lishpodes ha'am. Moshe is sitting all day long adjudicating disputes and answering questions from morning till night. People line up. And Yisro, the father-in-law of Moshe, sees what Moshe is doing. And he says, Why are you the only one answering these questions? And people have to wait in such a long line to be able to see you because you're the only one answering questions. So Moshe explains to his father-in-law, People come to me to ask, what does God want me to do in a given situation? And when there should be a dispute or a question between two individuals, they will come before me and I will adjudicate between one and the other. And I will teach the laws and the rules that God wants me to teach to the Jewish people. So, Yisro says, You're not going about it the right way because you're the only one. You're going to get worn out being the only person who's answering these questions and the people are going to get worn out that they're standing in line all day long to speak to you and it's going to take so long. Everyone's going to get worn out. Please, now, Moshe, my son-in-law, please listen to me. This is a better plan. The better plan is, You will be the one that goes between the people and God. You will bring questions to God and you will bring back answers from God about what God wants. And you will teach them the mitzvot and the laws. And you will show them the way that they should go. And the actions, the behavior that they should practice. And so it goes on to say, but, but you should appoint judges and there should be other judges who can hear simpler cases and the more difficult case will come to you. So there is a sharing of the responsibility. But notice, please, that the role Yisro gives to Moshe is wider, more encompassing than the role Moshe originally saw for himself. Let's focus on this just for a moment. Moshe said, my job is, when there is a question or a dispute, 
I teach God's laws and commandments. That's what I do. When Yisro is giving his suggestion to Moshe, Yisro says, yes, you should teach the people God's laws and commandments and answer the questions. But Yisro adds a phrase that Moshe had not mentioned. But something else you should also be doing is you should be showing them the way that they should go through life. And you should show them the behavior that they should utilize. That's a wider role. That's not just giving answers to questions. That's something wider about life in general. And Moshe recognizes this addition and accepts it because the Torah says, a few psukim later, Vayishma Moshe lekol chosno, Moshe listened to his father-in-law, Yisro, Vayas kol asher omar, and Moshe did everything that Yisro had suggested. So what is this added role that Moshe himself didn't realize at first that this was part of his job, but Yisro is expanding to include this as well? The Talmud says that this involves a category known as lifnim mishura sadin, going beyond the letter of the law, showing extra piety, showing extra sensitivity even if it's not required, but going a step further in empathy, in caring for another. According to Yisro, Moshe needed to provide not only the correct answer to the question, the correct decision of the matter before him, Moshe also needed to go beyond that to the feeling and the sensitivity of the person before him. The Rav, Rav Yosef Salvechik, writes in a very famous article, and I'm planning to quote this in another context tomorrow night with God's help. But speaking about a Dayan, a judge, the Rav writes, the role of a Dayan, according to Jewish law, is not to be only a magistrate, not to give the correct answer. That's not the complete job, but to also be a teacher and a healer. In fact, this is the mark of our greatest Torah leaders. Vast and deep knowledge of Torah and the world plus an innate desire when faced with a question or with a dispute to heal, to raise up, to inspire. One of the greatest of our time is Rabbi Herschel Schachter. He lives in New York, he is a Rosh HaYeshiva, a head of the Yeshiva of Yeshiva University. He is the halachic authority for the OU. Every single person that eats kosher all over the world is depending on Rav Shachter's opinions 
He has been one of the leading figures of giving direction during COVID for how rabbis and synagogues and people should act in response to the ongoing pandemic. As you know, he's a person I quote often. And as you know, I have shared before, I have deep, deep admiration for him. And I have the privilege to having a personal relationship, slight, not as much and as regular as I would like, but I value it and treasure it nonetheless. Rafersha Schachter has a firm grasp on every detail of every area of Jewish law, plus the humility to learn from everyone, including every expert whose wisdom is required to be able to answer difficult modern questions today. And Rav Schachter has a deep, deep feeling for the sensitivity of every individual and for the need of his words to bring them not only truth, but also healing and encouragement. Just one small example. So in Jewish law, a couple is married when the groom gives an object of value to a bride in the presence of two kosher witnesses. Normally that's a ring. The groom gives the ring, Hareat Mukudeshesli, behold, with this ring you are consecrated to me according to the laws of Moses and Israel, and there are two kosher witnesses, and that's what makes the couple married. The truth is it could be any object. Some Sephardic groups actually use a coin instead of a ring, but that's not so widely practiced. It's almost universal that we use a ring for various reasons, legal reasons, Kabbalistic reasons. Um, other reasons, we use a ring under the chuppah. There was a man, a religious Jewish man, who had not always been religious and was not so knowledgeable about the details of Jewish law, but he cared about it. And he was once listening to a lecture given by a rabbi and the subject was the standards and requirements of a Jewish wedding ceremony. And the rabbi said that, which is correct, that the witnesses under the chuppah at a wedding, for a Jewish wedding, they must be kosher witnesses, meaning, among other things, they cannot be related to the bride or to the groom or to each other in any way. First cousin, second cousin, third cousin by marriage, it doesn't matter. Any relationship familial relationship whatsoever, is invalidates that person from serving as a witness. That's the law. After the class, this man called the rabbi and he said, what am I going to do? My wife and I have been married for 45 years. We have children. We have grandchildren. We have a couple of great-grandchildren. But thinking back to my wedding... And we didn't know so much at that time. One of the witnesses actually was the husband of a cousin on my wife's side. 
according to what you said, we have to, we're in trouble. We have a problem. And <laughs> this man was worried. I mean, maybe his marriage was invalid after all these years and all these children and all this family. Maybe, God forbid, his children, his family are illegitimate. It's not true. It's not true. But he, he was worried. He didn't know this. He was worried. He thought some catastrophic mistake would follow him for the rest of his life and doom his family. He was tremendously worried. So the rabbi calls of Herschel Schachter. This is what a lot of rabbis do when they get a difficult question. They call of Herschel Schachter. It's what I do often. Herschel Schachter heard the details of the case and he said, here's what you should do. Tell the man to invite two kosher witnesses to his home. And from the refrigerator in his kitchen, he should take out an apple. And with the two witnesses there, he should say to his wife, Hare at mekudeshesli Behold, you are consecrated to me with this apple according to the laws of Moshe in Israel and they'll be married and that's all you have to do. So, <laughs> so the rabbi said to Roshachter, Rebbe, um, <laughs> why? Why an apple? Why not a ring? <laughs> So Shakta said, first of all, because using an apple is 100% kosher, it affects the marriage. But also, it is going to be something that's slightly humorous. It's going to cause them to, to smile, to laugh. And it will be a very good way to relieve the very real tension that is being experienced by this religious married couple with all these children and grandchildren who just realized that they were not married according to Jewish law for all these years. So this will be something a little humorous and it will break the tension. And that was his suggestion. Refersha Shakhtar didn't just give the correct answer. He gave it in the form of gentle humor so that there would be healing and relief and encouragement. Yisro understood this is a necessary component to a true Torah leader in how he or she will address such a situation. And by Yishma Moshe, Lekol Chosno, Moshe listened to his father-in-law Yisro, Vayas Kol Asher Omar, and Moshe did all that Yisro had suggested. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.